अभी सुप्रीम कोर्ट का ऑर्डर है मेरे पास हमारे सीनियर वकील जो खुद गए हैं वहां सुप्रीम कोर्ट के सामने उनका इंस्ट्रक्शंस है मेरे पास मैं ऑफिसर से मिलकर सुप्रीम कोर्ट की ऑर्डर की इम्प्लीमेंटेशन के लिए यहाँ आई हूँ ऑन अप्रैल ट्वेंटी CPM leader Vrinda Karat rushed to the front of a moving bulldozer in a bid to stop the North Delhi Municipal Corporation. They were raising illegal structures in Delhi's Jahangirpuri. Just 4 days ago on April 16, the region had witnessed a communal flare-up during a Shobha Yatra for Hanuman Jayanti. Eight police personnel and a local resident were injured. Stone pelting, arson, and torching of vehicles were reported. Demolishing encroachments is nothing out of the ordinary in a densely populated country like India. What was out of the ordinary in Jahangirpuri was the stealthy, hurried manner in which the demolition was done, just days after the communal clash. Hi, this is Harita Benjamin, and you're listening to the latest episode of Newsbreak. Now what is worrying about the anti-encroachment drive in Jahangirpuri is that it took place soon after the Delhi BJP president Adesh Gupta had written to the North MCD mayor. He demanded the identification and demolition of illegal encroachment and construction by those arrested in the Jahangirpuri violence. The fact that the demolition was undertaken without a prior warning to those affected is unacceptable especially in a democratic country like India. On Manorama approached Supreme Court lawyer advocate Pramod Purangara to explore the legality of the NDMC demolition. Here's what he says. The questions raised by those victims of this particular action and the society as a whole is that under which grounds the North Delhi Municipal Corporation had acted. The justification given by the NDMZ is that they have acted out of the authority given by DMZ Act 1957 and sections 321 and 322 of this particular act. Actually, the section 320 and 321 of these acts, the DMZ Act 1957. they have demolished many structures and the intention was also to demolish many dwellings of bricks and mortar and pakka structures for of the residents in this area actually the section 320 and 321 of these acts the dmc act 1957 clearly says about the prohibition of structures or fixtures which cause obstruction in the streets and prohibition of deposit of things in streets and under section 322 the power uh, has given to the commissioner to remove anything deposited or exposed for sale in contravention of this act does not need prior notice minimum 5 and maximum 15 days to the property owner to demolish such a structure if not for the prompt supreme court intervention on the very same day many would have lost their homes and livelihoods in jahangirpuri last week The court issued an order to maintain status quo in Jahangirpuri after considering a plea by Jamiat Ulema e Hind that the building of Muslim rights accused were raised. The court also took offence from the fact that the demolition continued even after the stay was communicated to the NDMC. 
In a separate plea, Brinda Karat's lawyer also pointed out that several places would have been demolished if his client did not stop the bulldozer physically. Senior advocate Dushin Dev, representing Jamiat Ulema e Hind, quoted Section 343 of Delhi Municipal Corporation Act 1957, while saying that the demolition called for prior notification. My colleague Vishnu quotes a few of his arguments in court. There are 731 unauthorized colonies in Delhi with 50 lakh people. They never did anything like this in 1984 and 2002. Then why now? Delhi has an act of 2011 which protects every illegal encroachment till December 2023. A particular section of the society is being targeted. This is not confined to Jahangirpuri and affects the entire social fabric of the country. If we allow this, there will be no rule of law or democracy left. If you want to act against unauthorized constrictions, go to Sainik Farms. Come to golf links where I stay and where every second home is an encroachment. But you don't want to touch them. You only want to target the poor people. Now, barring the few neat streets which are built by lutins in central Delhi, almost the entire capital and NCR screams of illegal encroachment. According to the Economic Survey of Delhi 2008-2009, more than three out of four live in unplanned or unauthorized settlements in Delhi. Besides the Sinic farms which were mentioned earlier, some of the posh colonies of Delhi, like Freedom Fighters Enclave, Wasant Kunch Enclave, Saidul Ajib Extension and Chaturpur Enclave, come under the 1,000-plus unauthorized colonies in Delhi. If the government decides to strengthen its anti-encroachment drives, this is where they should start. While reclaiming government land, the state should take due care to rehabilitate affected parties in a way that does not compromise their livelihood. The Supreme Court and the High Courts, through various judgments, had clearly say that if you demolish or remove the dwellings or any type of encroachment even in a public land you should ensure that these people the poor people has to get rehabilitation and relocation properly in 2020 supreme court passed orders for the removal of over 48000 jugis from railway land in delhi and delhi ncr area Actually, this particular judgment came under severe criticism by the civil society movements and the people's movements. But even in that judgment, the Supreme Court all stated that the removal will not be done till the policy of rehabilitation of the slum jewelers is created. In Saudama Singh versus Deepak Mohan's Polia in 2017 case, a right to shelter under Article 21 of the Constitution, the Supreme Court said that the right to shelter is a fundamental right of the person. Delhi slum and JJ rehabilitation and relocation policy, which was notified in 2017. Only after that, even in the encroached land, you can do a demolition. The Delhi slum and JJ rehabilitation and relocation policy 2015, which was mentioned earlier, recognized the critical economic activities performed by those living in these juggies, like drivers, vegetable vendors, domestic servants, etc. As in the case of Mumbai, 
people in slums and so-called unauthorized colonies like Jahangirpuri form the underbelly of India's capital. The city derives its energy from thousands of informal workers living in these colonies. It is high time the state recognizes their value and rights. So I'd like to wind up today's episode with three questions for our audience. What would the common man do if the very authorities meant to uphold law and order embrace alternative or vigilante justice? How can the state pin an accused as guilty before the court's verdict? If an accused is found guilty, why should his or her family be deprived of their home? With that, I wind up today's episode and be sure to come back next week. Meanwhile, if you're looking for some quirky, fun news items this week, please check out Wacky News. Adra and her lively robot Manorama will leave you in splits. As always, thank you for listening to News Break. Hey!